Good day there, my dears, and here we are at Lesson 15. My thoughts are images that I have made. You can see it started out early on hammering away at this idea that thought and form are related. Also, I need to tell you this. This course is not for sissies. This course is for those who have in some way said, okay, enough, I'm going the distance, as a friend of mine likes to say. But I'm going to find out how life works, or I need some answers, or I know there's a better way to live, or something's missing, although I would have no way of defining what the missing thing is. Well, what's missing is our direct experience of love, of ourselves, of reality, because all of these images and thoughts that are not loving thoughts, that are egocentric thoughts, are making a veil. They're putting up interference. So one of the things that's helpful, I find, is to think of images or forms as really just shadows. Nobody's confused by a shadow. If you have a light source and it shines on something and it casts shadows on the wall, you don't think those are substantial forms. They're recognized for what they are. They're just shadows. So we don't recognize that the forms in our world are really like I'm making this up now, but I hope it makes sense to you, like three-dimensional shadows. They have no substance. And it says the way these shadows or these non-substantial forms get here is through the body's eyes. <laughs> and you think, what? I thought my eyes were just organs in my body that were registering some objective reality that's already there. Well, by this time, even at lesson 15, you realize, but there's not any objective reality. So what my eyes are doing is putting what I decide is reality out there to see. So it puts it out there and then it goes, oh, look what I'm seeing. It's ignoring the part about, oh yes, and I put it here to see in the first place. And of course, how it puts it there is based on your thoughts. And it says, okay, we get it that this isn't going to make much sense to you in the beginning. At some point, you'll beginning to have begin to have what it refers to as little light episodes. I remember seeing some strange, just flashes of momentary light a long time ago. I've been at this a long time. And sometimes little edges, sometimes things more profound over the years. But it says, don't be alarmed by these light episodes. They don't really mean anything except to tell you that you're beginning to change your mind in a way. They are symbolizing something that's called true perception. Now, this is the first lesson where it uses that phrase. So what is true perception? True perception is operating in what we think to be the world of form, only knowing, oh, I'm not fooled by this. I realize that this is not really a big substantial world that can tell me what to do and of which I am a victim. This is my array of thoughts showing up out here. And as such, we begin to see it as just like a little fragile veil, kind of like a nothing. 
And so we take it in a much more lighthearted manner. It's like, I'm not fooled by this. I'm not fooled by the fact that my eyes are putting this out here. And those, of course, then prepare, or I should say that, true perception paves the way for that instant when love becomes apparent to us or when knowledge becomes apparent to us. So in the meantime, to head in that direction, it says just do three little exercises a day, only a minute or so, or as needed if you have some major meltdown. And it says, okay, repeat it to yourself. And then as usual, do the casual looking around, let your eyes light on whatever it is. And as your eyes rest on anything, like the wastebasket, it's this wastebasket is an image that I have made. My eyes have put it there. I'm adding that as a parenthetical statement. The actual statement is this fill-in-the-blank wastebasket is an image that I have made. This hand I'm holding up is an image that I have made. See, we tend to think, well, I might have made the wastebasket as an image, but surely not my body. That's not just an image. Oh, yes, it is, which is why it wants you to be so indiscriminate in the things that you look at and to which you are applying the lessons. So it says anything. It's like you don't need a large number. Just make sure that you look right at whatever it is you decide to rest your attention on while you look at it and very carefully proclaim, this computer is an image that I have made. My eyes have put it here to see it. And my thought processes are underlying the whole process. So just do this, try to be comfortable with it. And once again, it's simply undoing our notions of a solid, concrete world that tells us what to do. We're completely reversing that in that, nope, my world is sitting there as a mirror. I love the analogy of mirrors. I use it all the time. I'm sure I'll use it a lot before this year is over. It's like, what does an image in a mirror do to you? Nothing. It sits there and stares back at you, looking exactly like you look with whatever you've got on. And as you move, it moves. If you get closer to the mirror, it comes closer to you. If you rail and carry on and scream and yell, then the image in the mirror will do the same thing. The world is a mirror of your thought processes. It's faithfully to the last little detail, reflecting back the nature of your thoughts. So once you know that, your world becomes a big diagnostic that shows you what's going on with you. Very useful, helpful information. So my thoughts are images that I have made with my so-called body's eyes. What an amazing idea. I hope you have an amazing day. Bye.